What's up, Bulls Nation? You found yourselves locked on Bulls. I'm Matt. That's Big Dave, my better half. Up ahead on today's show, we've got some housekeeping things to talk about. We've got Bulls injury updates, Bulls COVID protocol updates. We've got NBA COVID updates from the commissioner, Adam Silver. So we're going to go through all of that. And then on the back end of the show, we're going to talk about uh, DeMar DeRozan and how he is almost single-handedly keeping the art of the mid-range alive in the NBA uh, with some help from our friend Rob Schaefer, who wrote a great column about that earlier this week. That's all ahead on a fresh Locked On Bulls. Let's go. You are Locked On Bulls, your daily podcast on the Chicago Bulls. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Here are your hosts, Matt Peck and Big Dave Watson. What's up and welcome into Locked On Bulls, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Matt Peck. You can follow me on Twitter at Bulls underscore Peck. That guy waving at you is Big Dave Watson. You can follow him on Twitter at BOW, B-A-W-L Sports. You can follow us at Locked On Bulls. You can also hit us up on that text to voicemail line, 331-979-1369. And we thank you for making Locked On Bulls your first listen every single day. Uh, it's been one of those days so far, Big Dave. FYI, this is our Wednesday episode. I'll schedule to drop it at midnight Wednesday, but we are recording it here on Tuesday afternoon. So who knows what other updates might happen between now and when y'all are listening to this. But I've got alerts always for Woj and Shams and Casey and Darnell and Mark Stein and, you know, any NBA person, local or national, who's going to break news throughout the day, throughout the NBA season. And it's just been one of those things where you can't keep up with the alerts. Because we've got Bulls updates with, okay, let's start with the good news. Troy Brown Jr. has officially exited health and safety protocols, listed as questionable for the Bulls game against the Raptors scheduled for Wednesday night. Zach Levine, Io DeSumo, uh, and a few others, Matt Thomas, Alizé Johnson, still in protocols, not expected right. back until after Christmas. Right. Now, you also got these tweets from Woj, who's like, you know, on the tarmac, apparently chasing the Raptors plane to figure out if it's coming to Chicago or not, because the Raptors are now dealing with an outbreak of their own. The Raptors placed four players in protocols on Tuesday morning, um, joining a pre-existing list of Raptors who are already in protocols. And it's like significant people for for the Raptors. Uh, You got Fred Van Vliet in there, uh, Scotty Barnes in there, like. A lot of key players are out, and we're wondering, is this Bulls-Raptors game going to happen? Yeah. So let's just let's just start with that, Big Dave. We're trying to get to Christmas. The Bulls are, are trying to build back some momentum. They've got two impressive wins um, coming out of their, their uh, week-long hiatus. And there's just chaos everywhere. It's crazy. Um, it's been crazy since it's kicked off before this NBA season, since everything kicked off. You know what I mean? Uh, in April of, of what, two years ago, it feels like. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, this NBA season and and people were trying to get past it. You know, everybody kind of doesn't mind going through, well, I shouldn't say doesn't mind, but everybody knows they have to go through trials and tribulations. But everybody always sees that light at the end of the tunnel. And it kind of saw a light at the end of the tunnel, you know, after everything went down, after the, uh, vac- after, uh, the vaccines came out. And everything like that they kind of saw a light at the end of the tunnel we were like we're gonna travel it's gonna be all right we'll get it under control uh no <laughs> it wasn't gonna be that way it's, it's going to still be here it's something we're still gonna have to deal with 
and go through. But like I keep saying on here, Matt, the positive of this is these guys, very, very few of them are having real terrible, you know, reactions, you know what I'm saying, to uh, uh, this virus, you know, and going through it like that. Um, some people have had it, you know what I'm saying? Uh, uh, shout out to Stacey King, who definitely went through it, uh, mm-hmm. who definitely uh, went through it real hard, man. According to him, he was like, it was very, very tough. He was very, very weak. He struggled it's a nice, lot. Nice to hear him call into the broadcast uh, of the Bulls-Rockets game and let everybody know that he has tested negative and is on his on, on the mend. I can't tell you how good that felt for me, Matt. Like, seriously, that felt really good for me to hear from him, just knowing how he said how tough it was and how hard it was for him when he was going through it. So... The fact that, yeah, he three negative tests in a row, doesn't have a fever. He's getting his strength back. He sounded like Stacey King, and that was the key thing about it. So that was very good. But, yeah, you knew this was going to go down throughout the league once it started with the Bulls because mm-hmm. that's just what this virus does. So it's going to go around. It's going to touch, you know, these teams like that. Uh, the Raptors, obviously, being in Canada, you know what I mean, like didn't get it like that in the beginning. Uh, the Bulls were the first ones to kick it off, but – it's going to touch everybody. It's a global pandemic, guys. That's really how it works. It's tough, Matt, and it has to suck, you know what I'm saying, as a player, uh, knowing that you're going to have to go through this and it's going to take time away. Uh, it's going to take time away from you from the game, going to take time away from you from your family, you know what I'm saying, and you can't just do the normal things that you want to do. But again, like I keep saying, the good news is a lot of these guys don't have these crazy symptoms. A lot of these guys, you know, like DeMar DeRozan said, his only symptom was boredom. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's good that these players are vaccinated. I believe, what, 97% are vaccinated uh, in the right. league. So that's a really, really uh, great thing. That, and a lot of these guys aren't experiencing those terrible things that come with it. But mm-hmm. you're still going to have to deal with this. You know what I mean? Like, is the travel going to be allowed? Probably not. If guys are sitting here testing positive, how many players are going to be allowed to go? We have no idea. It's on a minute-by-minute basis right now. Like you said, well, just hanging off the side of a plane like Kevin Anderson showed us, trying to figure out uh, what's going on out there. Mission man. Impossible style. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's been absolutely crazy, man. It's, it's been really wild. So, yeah. Um, Malachi Flynn, Scotty Barnes, Fred Van Vliet, uh, Precious Achua, all in protocols for the Raptors. Pascal Siakam is still after them. And meanwhile, the Bulls uh, dealing with protocol issues of their own. Devon Dotson. You know, a day after maybe giving us his best minutes of the season is placed in health and safety protocols, and you still got guys out with injury. The Bulls have already ruled out Alex Caruso, who left the, the Rockets game early with a sprained foot. Derek Jones Jr. still um, out with an injury. He's been ruled out. But now you have this new rule that the league put into place a few days ago, whereas, you know, they're, they don't want to pause the season. You know, and and Commissioner Silver said as much when he was on NBA Today on Tuesday afternoon. And so that's why you have this, like, okay, a player goes into protocols, you bring in a 10-day guy. A player goes into protocols, you bring in a 10-day guy. Uh, with really no limit to, to that system so that these teams can field, you know, a, a, a big enough squad to play these games because they don't want postponements and they don't want to pause the league. Right. So to that end... We hear, okay, Devon, uh, Devon Dotson's going into protocols. Here comes, here comes the Bulls' next player. I mean, come on, come, on. come on, Mac McClung. Yay. Really, really. Mac McClung, let's go, um, baby. <laughs> uh, real quick, if you're not familiar, spent his first two college seasons at Georgetown, coached by Patrick Ewing then, 
Um, transferred, played another season at Texas Tech, went undrafted, went to training camp with the Lakers this training camp uh, and preseason, did. uh, didn't make the final 15, and then was added to their South Bay Lakers G League squad, where he's played, I want to say, 13 games for them so far this G League season, and he's been balling out. The kid can score. He could shoot a little bit, and he is in that Alex Caruso club of white guys who are not super tall, who you are surprised can dunk the way that they do. So <laughs> there you go. Oh, and by the way, Ursan Ilyasova is now a bull too. So that's fun. Oh, for real? No, that's news to me. I didn't know that one. Bull signed Ursan Ilyasova to a 10-day. Wow. Okay. Yeah. You're, you're going to see a lot of names. Here's a name, Matt, that I'm – I really want to see getting the league just, just because of all this craziness. Leangelo Ball. I want to see Leangelo Ball man. get into the league, man. You know, I want to you know that would make Stacy happy because he's yeah. been talking about that all season. Get him in there. You know what I'm saying? Make him happy and the great LeVar Ball happy, like having all his sons out there on a three – on a well, obviously be on a 10-day contract, but still having all three of your sons in the league. Um, not too many people can really say that except for the holidays you know, or something or, or the, mm -hmm. uh, oh, who am I thinking of? Of uh, the Zellers. And, and now Giannis has got two brothers. Right. You know, Giannis got around. two brothers. Right. He sure does. Giannis does have two brothers out there in the league. And I'm sure that's several more that uh, we're forgetting, but yeah, Matt. Yeah. Ilya Sova. I was just thinking in my head when, you, before you said that it's funny how the bulls keep signing people that aren't big men. Mm -hmm. <laughs> bulls keep yeah. bringing these guys in. And now you hit me with Ilyasova. Ilyasova's, like, you know, 6'9", 6'10", six, six, yeah. has yeah. a little bit of, you know, not a little bit, a lot of experience. He's sort of an NBA journeyman. Yeah, played a lot of is. seasons with the Bucks, but then he's also played for like four or five other teams. Billy. Uh, yeah. He had a short stint with the Jazz last season. Mm -hmm. I think he said, I think he played 17 games for them. And he's always been a little bit of a a, a, a floor stretching threat as a big man. Yeah. You know, he's, yeah. he's always been willing to shoot the three ball. Um, yeah. So we'll see if he or Mac McClung end up getting any minutes. You know, as a Bulls fan, you're sitting here saying, it seems like the Bulls have been making their way out of this. That They were one of the first teams to deal with this, you know, Omicron outbreak that's yeah, sweeping around yeah. the league. And we're get, starting to get guys back. And now it's like, oh, Devon Dotson's going into protocols. Does that mean that this thing is still circulating the Bulls locker room? Or did he get it from somebody uh, against the Lakers or the Rockets? And now you got the Raptors coming to town. And half their team has it. So who hasn't yet been tested positive who might be out there on the floor Wednesday night if they play this game? That's just a hectic world that we're living in right now. Yeah, and it's a reality that we all have to deal with that we don't want to, but it's just what it is, guys. We got to deal with that. And you just sit there and you worry about, you know, the guys on the Bulls team, and I'm not going to say none of their names, but the guys on the Bulls team who, you know, haven't gone through this, you know what I'm saying, or anything like that. You worry about those guys. Um, Dotson, that's crazy. Like, that was news to me, too, right there. Like, he just out of nowhere. Like, it just seems like every day is something new coming up. But again, like I said, it's good. I'm going to say it's good also for the league that this is going on now mm -hmm. um, and not going on later in these playoffs and things like that. But, yeah, because I know that would be truly – I know they don't want to miss the Christmas Day games, but they truly don't want to mess up the playoffs or do anything right. like that. They really don't want to get with anything on that. You know what I'm saying? So – it's good that they have to go through this now. If you have to go through it at, at any time, it's good that you go through it early on in the season, you know, before your all-star break. What's the all-star game going to look like now, Matt? You know what I'm saying? Like, I think of those kind of things. Are, is there going to be one? You know what I'm saying? Are, are they going to still have one? Are players going to be allowed to travel and get together and do things like that? I, I don't know. You know what I mean? I'm sure that's down the line. They'll have thoughts on that. But 
it's crazy. Let's just say it's crazy right now. We're taking it on a day by day, minute by minute basis. And man, we find out when you guys find out. And man, we just deal with it in real time. Indeed. Um, I thought there were a couple other interesting notes from Adam Silver uh, when he was talking to Malika Andrews on NBA Today. So I want to talk about that and maybe how the NBA might shift its rules with these protocols mm-hmm. moving forward. Um, because th- it seems like they're they're seeing a trend here about very you know asymptomatic cases and players and maybe getting them back on the floor sooner. So let's talk about that and then we'll get to Demar. But first, Big Dave, mm-hmm. tell the people yes. out there. Holiday season, you know, uh, it's fun, but it can also cause a lot of stress. So if there's anybody mm. out there looking to maybe decompress and, and and lower their stress levels a little bit, if your family members got you freaking out, tell mm. them about this thing called Calm that might help them. Oh, that's all you need in your life, y'all, is just those four letters, C-A-L-M, mm. Calm. Just relax. Just be chill. Because you know who uses this app? The great LeBron James. You know what makes him King James? Sleep. Flopping? That's oh, right. Oh, sleep. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Sleep. Stay calm, Matt. Sleep. That's right, y'all. Sleep is the superpower of LeBron James. And Calm is the number one app for sleep and meditation. And they have teamed up with LeBron James to help you activate that power of sleep. Oh, because when it comes to athletes, they tend to focus on physical fitness. But no, no, no. The most important thing you need to focus on as an athlete and as a regular human being, mental fitness. And Calm is going to help you do that. LeBron and Calm know that your mind is like any other muscle in your body. If you don't have to be a world champion to learn how to train it, all you need is the Calm app. So this is what you do. You head to calm.com slash Locked on NBA for a limited time, and you'll get 40% off of a Calm premium subscription. Again, mm. limited time, y'all. Just, just limited time. 40% off your premium subscription from Calm at calm.com slash Locked on NBA. Unlock content to help you focus, ease stress, and sleep better. Get started at calm.com slash Locked on NBA. That's calm.com slash Locked on NBA. All right. A few more interesting updates here from NBA commissioner Adam Silver that we wanted to chat about um, in in case you didn't see this news. So in his interview with Malika Andrews, he said that the Omicron variant of COVID-19 now constitutes 90% of the NBA's cases league wide, saying it is beyond dominant. However, that might not necessarily be a bad thing because from what we have seen from you know medical experts and scientists so far, it, it appears that compared to other variants, that this Omicron strain is is less uh, dangerous when it comes yeah. to the severity of the symptoms. It's much more transmissible and it's much more contagious and easier right. to spread. Right. But especially a lot of these you know young guys who are in prime physical condition, Demar Derozan being one of many examples, saying. I had no symptoms other than boredom. I just quarantined for 10 days and I felt fine. So that's good news, um, you know, all things considered. And so Silver said this, Big Dave, the virus will not be eradicated. We have to learn to live with it. And therefore, Mm -hmm. he said he's having difficulty understanding what logic would be in pausing the season. Also, they said, uh, Silver said that they are actively looking at shortening that 10-day protocol requirement for Mm -hmm. vaccinated 
plus boosted NBA players saying, quote, it seems that this virus runs through their systems faster. They become not just asymptomatic, but more importantly, they're not shedding the virus. Mm. So you could be seeing a rule change at some point in the near future where the NBA is saying you don't have to sit out 10 days. And there's a weird line there because it's not just about that. Are they also concerned about the moral obligation to not just protect their players, but people that work in these arenas? People that travel with team personnel, the family members of the team and team personnel. Like that spider web grows really quickly when you talk about contact. And it is a mild strain, but it's a very contagious one. So the league's kind of in a bind here. Yeah. But like you said, it's all about the fact that they don't want to pause. Adam Silver said, I don't want to pause the season. Yeah. First of all, I, I appreciate Adam Silver for being as candid as he was and mm-hmm. being as honest as he was. He was really honest about it. And I love how he wasn't trying to paint a rosy picture about anything. He was just really being straight up and really being straightforward. Even in his tone, I'm used to seeing him happy, smiley, go lucky, go lucky, Adam Silver. No, not today. <laughs> Adam Silver was like, look, man, this is some bull. <laughs> like, it's going on out here. He was for real about that. I appreciated him for that, Matt. Um, it's a, it's such a fine line, man, that that he has to walk because. It's it board like you said, it borders on the line of ethical and unethical on some instances, right? Because you're looking at it and you like all these this virus is going around, it's spreading, it's touching all these people. And like you said, Matt, there are people in jeopardy, the fans, uh, the people who work there, you know what I'm saying, in those stadiums, all those things are 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 big things. So at one instance, you're like, we should shut it all down. But in the other instance, you're like, okay, if we shut it all down, not only do we don't eat, but those people don't eat either. Because those people who work those jobs can't get paid. You know what I mean? Like they can't come to work and they can't do the job. The security people, the janitors, the people working in concessions, all those people, you know what I'm saying, have to sit out of work and and can't provide. And so it's a real weird line, Matt, that you have to kind of straddle and and kind of walk. So I understand what he's looking at it and trying to find other ways to say, hey, what can we do to continue playing? What What is the safest way possible but also allows us to continue playing this game and not having to shut down everything. That And you can tell that's really what they're trying to find out. Because like you said, he's made no bones about it, Matt. He doesn't want to shut down anything. Doesn't want to stop anything. Doesn't want to do none of that, okay? I thought he should when the Bulls outbreak occurred. I thought he should have just shut it down until Christmas because mm-hmm. I thought this would have been a little bit better. But what, I'm not a scientist. I don't know. Right. But it just felt like it would have been a little bit better if you shut it down to Christmas. But I understand your reasoning. Why you wouldn't do that? I get it. I swear I do. But man, it's a hard, and this is why he gets paid the money he does, you know, to make these tough, tough decisions. And why guys like me and you get to sit here and we can be critical of them because we're like, ah, that's wrong. Ah, you didn't do it right. I can sit there and do that. But I'm not going to do that in this instance because it just seems like a very difficult place to be put in right now. Because obviously he doesn't want players or anybody to get this virus. But like he said, it's something we have to learn to deal with and something we have to learn to live with because it's here and it's really not going anywhere. And so we got to deal with that the best way possible, but also continue to put our product out there on the floor so our players can play, so the league can have revenue, so these people who work in these stadiums and arenas can continue to get their revenue as well. Yeah. Um, And, you know, again, when you look at it from the Bulls perspective, it just kind of seems like, not unfair because clearly it seems like all 30 NBA teams are going to go through this where 
it yeah. goes through right. their locker room and most of their guys right. are out. And the Bulls just went through it first. Um, yeah. and, and now it's like, okay, well, do the Bulls get a leg up because they get most of their guys back and other teams are, you know, trying G League guys out there? And is it still a risk after these guys have had it? Like, you know, Zach Levine, we know, has already had COVID twice, you know, because he got yeah. it towards the tail end of the 21, 2021 season. And then he was, you know, he, he's in protocols right now. And, you know, he's probably, you know, I'm sure he's not the only one when it comes to NBA players who are, you know, not dealing with this again. But it's not just the Raptors, Big Dave. We got the Raptors on Wednesday. We'll see if this game gets played or not. The Bulls play the Atlanta Hawks twice in the week between Christmas and New Year's. And the Atlanta Hawks are one of the other teams in the last 24 to 36 hours that appear to have an outbreak going through their locker room. So it's like, you want the Bulls to play. We just had a week where we had no Bulls games and it was torture because we got a good team that's playing well. We get, you know, we got these two wins, back-to-back wins against the Lakers and the Rockets. We want to keep playing and we're getting guys back. And, you know, there's just like that creepy thought in the back of your mind. And it's like, man, you don't know whether or not these games should be played. And you don't want to be playing teams that have outbreaks because, like, you know, the, yeah, there's yeah. like Lonzo Ball, knock on wood. And he talked about it, you know, after one of these games. It was like, yeah, you know, maybe it's a little bit lucky that I haven't gotten it yet. And I don't really do anything other than go to these games, play the games, and then go home. But, like, go home, the, right. the Bulls still have some players who have not, you know, gone through this protocol process yet. So you, right. you worry about right. the Bulls playing those kind of opponents. Um, okay, that's uh, that's enough of this stupid, crappy covid talk but you know it's a big part of what the league is going through right now uh it is the reality Reality. so let's let's talk about something fun let's talk about demar Derozan and how awesome he is in in the mid-range but first real quick today's episode brought to you by bet online which has you covered this holiday season with more props odds and lines than ever before as football continues its march through the college bowl season so many fun bowl games and the nfl playoffs bet online remains your number one spot for all the sports action this season. So head to their website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just remember to use promo code locked on to receive that welcome bonus from basketball, football, NHL, boxing, UFC, even your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 21-22 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports favorites, so don't wait to take advantage of the new amazing offers available. And don't forget that promo code locked on when you sign up mm. for your welcome bonus. Bet online, it's where the game starts. Oh, you know what it's time for, y'all. It's getting close to those holiday that, that holiday is getting close to that wonderful holiday, y'all. And you're like, oh man, I still gotta give some gifts. I gotta hand something out to somebody, some people I actually care about. I want to give them something that is actually going to help them. And also they will enjoy. Well, I got two things for you, y'all. Two words: delicious, healthy. And that goes by two more words: built bar that's all you need to put up under the tree is some of those delicious built bars and guess what there's a million flavors y'all they got cherry they got double chocolate they got cookies and cream they got peanut butter brownie they got mint brownie they got raspberry i saw them they had a brand new one they just put out today i don't even remember the name i think it was like a peppermint chocolate one they were putting out just for today Oh, it was, it was getting ridiculous. Matt Peck, fill the people in on what the flavor of the month is for them as well. It's the holidays, baby. You can get yourself an eggnog built bar. You can get yourself a gingerbread built bar. Come on, man. 
Don't you want that up under your tree? I would. And like I said, delicious and healthy. That means all day long while you're waiting on your meal to come and you're hungry and they won't let you in the kitchen to come get something. Keep your hand about the pot. Go out there. Go watch the games. And you're sitting there hungry. You know what you can do? Grab yourself a Bill Bar and just snag it on down, baby, until it's time to get that feast because Bill Bar will hold you down. So go to built.com, y'all. Use the promo code LOCK15. Get yourself 15% off your order. That's built.com. Promo code LOCK15. Get yourself 50% off the order. Built Bar. Leave something for Santa. All right. So uh, in case you haven't seen it, uh, our uh, former colleague, good friend, friend of the pod, Rob Schaefer of NBC Sports Chicago, wrote a great column uh, about DeMar DeRozan and the almost completely lost art of the mid-range. He's got great quotes in here. He's got great, fascinating numbers uh, doing a deep dive on just how efficient DeMar has been in the mid-range this season. Uh, And and so DeMar was asked recently after one of the Bulls games about, you know, this this idea that it is sort of a a trend in the NBA that nobody respects the mid-range anymore, nobody uses the mid-range anymore. The Bulls' former coach before DeMar arrived was a big proponent of this, you're not allowed to shoot any mid-range jumpers. Three-pointers are at the basket or I will bench your butt. It's okay. It's okay. I didn't say it. Um, (laughs) And so let's just start with this because I thought it was an interesting thought from DeMar. He said, quote, I felt like anybody who thinks that, um, I felt like anybody who thinks that it." That ne- I, I feel sorry. I felt like anybody who thinks like that never played basketball, mm-hmm. never been in the situational basketball moments, understanding what mm-hmm. basketball is like, what basketball mm-hmm. is built off of. Some of the mm-hmm. greatest players won with the mid range and the in between. I always felt like if you master a craft at any spot on the floor and become dominant at it, defenses mm-hmm. have to react to you. Shaq didn't shoot yeah. mid range jump shots, but he was so dominant where he was that that's what he was great at. And Steph Curry, what he's great at. Everybody can't be Steph Curry. Everybody can't be a mid-range dominant player. But for me, the way I just grew up idolizing the game of basketball, old school guys. Uh, He talks about Chris Paul. He talks about Carmelo. He talks about um, even KD and definitely Kobe Bryant. And who did Kobe Bryant get his mid-range game from? And he admitted to stealing all of it from Michael Jeffrey Jordan, maybe the greatest mid-range player in NBA history. (laughs) <laughs> and DeMar saying, hey, if you're going to give me this, if you're going to let me get to my spots, I know I'm going to knock it down. Yeah. Bottom line, guys. I, I love, again, once again, Matt Peck is always in my brain. Because that is the exact quote I had uh, uh, circled here on this article was when he talked about when mastering the craft. And you when you when it doesn't matter what you do on the end of the NBA. If you can master that, you will play a long time. <laughs> because people won't be able to stop you i don't even care if it's free throw shooting they will be able they won't be able to stop you you will keep a job in the league he has mastered the mid-range y'all and what he has learned is since guys aren't defending it as much anymore because it's like matt said it's so frowned upon that means you can get to those spots a little easier you get to those spots because they're wide open now and i don't know why man and maybe because because it's it became not trendy, you know what I'm saying? It's just not the sexy thing to do. Everybody just wants, you know, the three-point shooting, you know, and all that other stuff. You know what there's no substitute for? Two points. <laughs> a bucket. There is no substitute for a bucket, all right? If you put the ball into the bucket, that is what the game is about. 
I don't care about if you hitting those threes and nothing like that. If you can score at a high clip, you're going to have success in this league. DeMar DeRozan has definitely done that. I love the people that he talked about, Matt, as far as um, the mid-range guys, like you mentioned Melo, you mentioned uh, Chris Paul, the, and you mentioned uh, uh, outside of Kobe Bryant, outside of Kobe. But the other guy, the guys you mentioned that are in the league now doing that aren't physical basketball players right. like that. Yeah, You know what I'm saying? Those are guys who use their footwork and their IQ to get to their spots. Kobe was physical. Mm-hmm. Kobe could definitely be more physical and, and took much tougher shots because he was physical with his like that. Jordan, too. Jordan had that physical nature, but Jordan was a footwork gone mm-hmm. at the same time, man. He, he mastered at, at footwork. You know what I'm saying? Kobe was awesome at it as well. So to be good from that mid-range, you have to have that. And let me not leave out Kawhi Leonard either mm. because he is definitely excellent at that as well. But watch DeMar DeRozan, y'all. Just watch the footwork that he does. Watch the pump fakes. Watch how he thinks out there on the floor. He knows what spot to get to. He knows when to get there, what move to put on you. Did you see the crossover he put on that? Oh, Oh my God. It was vicious. It was vicious, man. He is amazing to watch, Matt. And it's it's, all you have to call him is a mid-range master. That's all you can say. And look, it's it's something that has led to the Bulls being as successful as they are this season. Uh, Rob Schaefer has a lot of fascinating numbers in this column. Let's start here. You know that mm-hmm. DeMar is leading the league in points per fourth quarter this season. He's at eight points Absolutely. per fourth quarter after their Rockets win on uh, Monday. He's shooting 54.2% from the field in fourth quarters this season, but he has taken 72 mid-range shots in the fourth quarter thus far this season. He's knocked down 36 of them. Now, I'm, I'm, no, I'm no math whiz, but I do know that 36 of 72, that's 50%. He's shooting 50% yeah. on mid-range shots in the fourth quarter. Here's another fun wow. fact. Those 72 fourth quarter mid-range jump shot attempts, 26 more than the player with the second most such shots, which is Brandon Ingram mm. at 46. He's made wow. as many mid-range jumpers in the fourth quarter as Kevin Durant has attempted. And so KD's uh, percentage is a little bit higher than DeMar's, but DeMar's volume is it's double. It's literally double. He has made as many mid-range jumpers in the fourth quarter as Kevin Durant has attempted. And then, Mm. I mean, when you talk about the Bulls needing buckets, you just talked about it. Carmelo talks about it. There's a Carmelo quote in here as being asked about DeMar's mid-range. You know, sometimes on nights when your threes aren't falling or you're not getting the calls mm-hmm. at the rim, you got to have those guys who could just get you a bucket. And DeMar's mm-hmm. footwork and his ability to get to his spaces and knock down those shots, it's funny that, like, 50% seems low to me. Like it feels, mm-hmm. it feels like it, it should be higher than that because every time the Bulls need a bucket down the stretch, there's Demar in his mid range. That is the truth, man. It just feel like in that fourth quarter when you watch him, you just feel like everything's going in. Like you never just feel like, oh no, he's gonna, he's gonna be off. He's gonna miss that. It might be one shot he'll take. I say, I don't know about that one, and then it's all net. <laughs> and it's like, oh, all right, let me shut up now and just enjoy the show of what I'm about to watch with DeMar DeRozan. It's just been spectacular to watch. And having guys like Zach Levine and Vooch on the floor also create that space for him as well, along with him, you know, creating the space himself with his footwork and things like that. But you can't really double team him. 
You know what I mean? Because if you double team them, then other guys are going to eat you up. You know what I mean? So you're picking your poison at this point in time now. And that's what makes this Bulls team so deadly. So DeMar DeRozan being this vicious in the fourth quarter of all quarters, which is the money time, as he called them, championship rounds. You know what I'm saying? That fourth quarter. And him being so money in that, it's just, it's it's great. It's just amazing to watch. And it's so much fun, Matt. Every game, these last two games, you have definitely seen it, right? In these last two games, you saw it. Not, maybe not so much with the Rockets because that game was well decided. But that Lakers game, man, you saw it in that fourth quarter. And when it was time and we had to have it, that's why it was so important. Do you remember back when, Matt, when we went to the game and we saw them play the Knicks and DeMar DeRozan took that shot at the end and, it, and he missed everything on that and how disappointed everybody was. Like, why did you give it to Zach right. before the hand it off thing like that? And DeMar mm-hmm. was like, man, this is just a game. We'll be all right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. What if what have you seen since then? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Has it not just been just a vicious human being in that fourth quarter yeah. when he's taking those buckets and killing them shots? Yes, it has. It has been DeMar DeRozan doing that, y'all. Enjoy this. It's all I can keep saying to y'all. Enjoy. Don't let people steal your joy for on this team and watching this greatness from DeMar DeRozan. And I'm glad you mentioned that Knicks game because um... – Rob Schaefer does a great job of kind of breaking down, okay, this is how efficient DeMar is in the mid-range. This is how efficient he is in the mid-range in the fourth quarter. And here's how you can see that leading to Bulls wins. So the Bulls fourth quarter offensive ranking last season, 16th in the NBA. Right now, they have the fourth best offensive rating for fourth quarters in the NBA. That is a big jump. He also points out that the Bulls have a NBA best 15.9% of their points in the fourth quarter mm-hmm. coming from the mid-range. And then, yep. speaking of that next game, Schaefer goes into clutch games, which is five minutes or less yes. to go, five-point margin yep. or smaller, right? Those are the defined clutch games. The Bulls last season, 14-21 and 21 in clutch games. Mm-hmm could not close games that they should have. So far this season, they're 9-6 and six in clutch games. Mm-hmm. You think maybe mm-hmm. Damari Rosen has something to do with that? They've dragged their bit. clutch time offensive rating up from 16th when they were at 107.3 points per 100 possessions to third, 124.1 mm-hmm. points per possession, per 100 possessions. You can see wow. this evidence everywhere you look if you look and dive deep into these numbers as our pal Rob Schaefer has. DeMar DeRozan mastering the craft of the mid-range has led to his elite fourth quarter scoring and has led to the mm-hmm. Bulls winning more close games. It's as simple as that. Oh, I love the breakdowns right there. And Matt, I mean, and what I also like is also in those numbers, he affects it on both ends on the floor. Mm-hmm. Because I also saw a stat that said that said DeMar DeRozan, when he's on the floor, the Bulls are the second highest defensive efficiency mm-hmm. in the league. Number two, when he's on the floor, is he not known? He's not known for defense. But guess what? When he's out there, guys know to compete. Yeah. <laughs> guys know to get out there and get after it. Because guess what? You get a steal, who are you going to get the ball to? Hey, DeMar, guess what? Go ahead, dude. We want to see you do something tomorrow. What's he going to do? What's he going to do? Splash. That's what you're going to get right there. And no three-pointers in this guy. That's what makes this so amazing. So it's it's kind of watching this resurgence of, of this mid-range, right? 
and Demar is at the head of it because Durant takes them. Yes, he does. You know what I'm saying? We know Melo takes them. Yes, they do. But both of those guys, including including uh, uh, Chris Paul, those are three point shooters as well. Both all three of those guys. Demar is not a three point shooter, y'all. But in that fourth quarter, he's 50, 40, 90. <laughs> like just drink that one in as well. Demar freaking DeRozan. I mean, a a few more numbers for you here from Schaefer's column. With DeRozan on the court in fourth quarters, the Bulls boast a plus 18.4 net rating, 119.3 offense, 100.9 defense. In clutch Mm. time, and again, that's the final five minutes of a five-point game or less, that number increases to to plus 19.1. He's even better in those clutch moments. DeRozan has not only shot 55.6% from the floor in 47 clutch minutes this season collectively, Mm -hmm. he's also Mm -hmm. 21 of 21 at the free throw line in said clutch minutes. A 31.9% usage rate with just one turnover. Back that up. (laughs) Back that up. Back that up. Please say that again at the free throw line in the clutch. He is what? 21 of 21. (laughs) (laughs) That is insanity. That is signing of the offseason. All time, man. I don't know, guys. This guy DeRozan, I don't know. He's not going to have it. He's shooting 55.5% in clutch time minutes. And he's played 47 clutch time minutes already. That is completely bonkers what he's doing, Respect to Mar DeRozan, people. Respect him, dog. Respect it. Don't let nobody steal your joy, guys. Enjoy this. Enjoy this, guys. It's been a long time. It's been a long time. Enjoy all this, man. Oh, that's an amazing job. Shout out Rob Schaefer, Dude, Young Goat. Awesome, man. awesome deep dive job. from Rob Schaefer. Really fun read. Uh, go give it a read if you mm-hmm. haven't yourself. Um, we just kind of laid out uh, the foundation of it there for you. But, man, DeRozan. And, and it's awesome that the Bulls have a guy like that on their squad. Who's And, and like, yeah. especially here's the other part. You, you mentioned guys who are maybe not necessarily the most athletic players in the league who use their athleticism mm-hmm. to get to their spots, but their crafty footwork and stuff. Like, Kobe adapted to that as he aged, right? MJ right, certainly right. adapted to that as he aged. He wasn't flying Absolutely. to the rim like he was in his early right. and mid-20s when the Bulls won their right. second three-peat from 96 to 98. Right. He was operating in that mid-range. Melo is right. still finding efficient ways to be a scorer as he's aging, operating in that mid-range. For people complaining mm-hmm. about the Jamar contract because you're paying a guy too much money because he's aging, he's on the wrong side, guess what? His game is tailored to aging beautifully because that's what he's doing. He doesn't need elite athleticism to find his spots on the floor, get to those spots, get this much space that he needs to get off his shot and knock it down at increasingly impressive field goal percentages as the game gets later and closer. Boom. Yes. Splash, Matt Peck. Did you not see the shot he hit on LeBron? Come on, man. That was not an easy shot, but guess what? Splash game. <laughs> 21 and 21. That's insane. Sometimes sometimes <laughs> I pinch myself. We're talking about DeMar DeRozan, Dash Bulls All-NBA player. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely right. Absolutely right. And we still got Zach Levine. And we still got Boots. And we still got Lonzo Ball and Caruso. 
Let's keep this train rolling, baby. Let's All right. So rolling, uh, we'll see. We'll see if this Bulls-Raptors game happens. Uh, if it does, we'll hop back on and do another episode for you guys. Uh, pretty sure we're going to end up taking Friday off, which is Christmas Eve. Um, but, uh, yeah, uh, we'll hopefully be back and talk about a Bulls-Raptors game. Um, in the meantime, hit us up on Twitter. We are at Bulls underscore Peck. Bow, B-A-W-S Sports, and Locked on Bulls. And that text and voicemail line, 331-979-136. Nine. Until next time, for Big Dave, I'm Matt. Saying, see red, be good. Peace out. Demar and Schaefer, the two goats of the Bulls, baby.